Thank you for joining us on our LWCC podcast. Right now, you're going to hear a message from our senior pastor and founder of Living Word, Pastor Ruben Reyna. Let's jump into our word. in a dancing hall but a Holy Ghost one Amen you may be seated the Lord bless you it's good to see a lot of you that are faces that I haven't seen in a while I'm so happy to see Fred and Lupe and uh, they're a blessing they're somewhere here outside is packed out right now totally packed out so we're gonna have a good picnic Uh, we got a lot of food the ladies have gotten together and placed everything together. They were spending all day yesterday cooking, and then we're gonna have some carne asada, and chicken, hot dogs, burritos. No, no, not burritos, hamburgers, amen. All right, it's good to have my daughter here, Brenda and her husband. Hallelujah. You got stand up, both of you stand up. I just love them. Yeah. You may be seated me here. Thank you. And we're, we got another grandson coming. Or granddaughter. I don't know what it's going to be. But <laughs> whatever it is, we're going to be fine. Chapter 28 of the book of Matthew. I titled this message, Go and Tell the Good News. Go and tell the good news out of Matthew 28. While I was praying, I just felt this glory, this beautiful, beautiful presence. The presence of God is very, very peaceful. Very, um, I don't know how I can express it, but full of light, full of beauty. It's, It's just wonderful to sense that God is with you, walking with you, and guiding you. And I've been praying for all of you and believing God for all of you, that God would bless you, that God would take care of you, that God would put a hedge around you, and that God would do a good work inside of your life. So as we look at this scripture in, uh, in the book of uh, Matthew 28, in the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn towards the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and and the other Mary to see the sepulchre. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven, came and rolled back the stone from the door, and sat upon it. His countenance was likened to lightning, his remnant white as snow, and for fear of him, of the keeper did shake and became a dead man as a dead man. 
And the angel ascended and said unto the women, the women, fear not, for I know that they seek Jesus, which was crucified. But he is not here, for he has risen. And he said, come and see the place where they lay, the Lord laid. And, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he go, goeth before you unto Galilee. There shall ye see him. And lo, I have told you. Father, we thank you this morning for just coming together. This is a great day of celebration and people celebrated all over the world. We are so grateful that you resurrected from the dead, that we don't serve a dead God, but we serve a powerful God, a powerful God that gave his life and took it back and resurrected from the dead. We serve a God of the living. Thank you, Jesus, for this day. Amen and amen. Can you imagine this? After all the crucifixion, after all that had taken place, and after they had mocked the Lord so much and placed him on the cross, and then the earth, when he said it was finished, the earth shook. And the Bible says that people just that loved him so much started weeping because he demonstrated the power of God on the earth. There is something about the power of God on the earth that when you meet him, you will never be the same. It doesn't matter who you are, what type of walk of life you come out of from. When you meet him, he will touch your heart and he will make you into a brand new person. He will change you because he is God and because he knows that you love him. And he will tap into that heart and make it whole and completely heal your life. Mary and Mary Magdalene were people that knew who Jesus was. Mary, the mother of Jesus, and Mary the Mag Magdalene, the Bible says that she was the one that the Lord cast out seven demons from her. And when those demons came out, the Bible says that she loved God so much. Let me tell you something. When you've been demon-possessed and God sets you free, he sets you free indeed. You will never be the same. She was walking there with all the spices. They were going down to the tomb so that they could anoint the Lord and prepare his body. And as they go and prepare this body, the Bible says that there was a great earthquake. Not only was there an earthquake when they crucified him and died, but now there's a big earthquake of an angel that was about to descend. An earthquake can shake your life. I don't know if you've ever been in earthquakes, but earthquakes can change your life. I remember living here in Artesia with Stella and I, and we were renting an apartment. And man, we were living upstairs. When that earthquake hit, it was so powerful. It knocked us out of our bed. It cracked all the stairs. It destroyed our walls. And we were still alive, and we were shaking. So I decided I got to go get me some drugs to calm my nerves. <laughs> Never forgot that day, but it shook us to the core. But God is so good, he will use an earthquake to wake you up. Let me say it again. He will use an earthquake to wake you up. 
If you never experienced, don't worry. You will if you live in Southern California. And you better be ready for the Lord to do something in your life because it's going to change your life. But the Bible says that an angel descended right then. And he came and he grabbed the stone that was covering the tomb and he rolled it right away like nothing. And in those days, they were pretty big stones. So the angels, one of the things that it represents of the angels of the Lord is that they have power. They have power to do a whole lot of things that we can't do. And they are real. Angels are real. Matter of fact, there are angels that guard over you. There are angels that protect you. How many have ever been close to an accident and you know it was God that protected you? Why? Because his angels are always there with God's believers. And even with the sinners, because he loves them so much, just to make their presence known. So there, they were coming with all those spices to prepare the body. An earthquake happens and then the angel rolls away the stone. Demonstrating that he can take any stone, stony heart and he can remove the hardness and put in some life in you. And I don't care how hard you are, God's going to do a work inside of you. And he's going to do something this morning that you have never experienced. Because we serve a God that is not dead, but we serve a God that is alive. Yes, he is. And he, he has victory over death. Over death and over the grave. Over death and over the grave. But the angel had a message, he says, as they're coming, they were expecting to find Jesus. And there was nobody there. Nobody there. They probably looked at each other. He says, we come brokenhearted because when you lose a loved one and you want to do something special for them. And they get disappointed because the body is not there. And they start freaking out that there was nobody in the tomb. So the angel said one word. He says, go and tell him that he is not here because the grave is empty. Empty, empty, empty. Look at verse 6. And he said, unto, and he is not here, for he is risen, as he said, come and see the place where he layeth, where the Lord layeth. What a powerful statement. Come on in, but he's not here. He left already. And you say, Brother Ruben, where, where did he go? He says, they, he went to hell. Hallelujah. He descended into hell. And he confronted the devil that controlled sin and death. And he went down there and says, give me those keys, devil. Boom. I'm taking death away and I am taking the grave away from you. Because I died for my people. I died for my people. So the grave was empty. It was empty. And the woman were full of unbelief. And they found nobody at all. And they found the tomb empty. And I, I think that the Lord wanted to make an impact in their lives. So that not only they were hearing the Lord. But now the impact was real inside of them. Deep inside of their hearts. And I, I probably suppose that they were confused. Totally confused. Because there was nobody there. Confused. Man, where's my Jesus? Because Mary Magdalene loved Jesus so much and Mary, the mother of Jesus, loved Jesus a lot. 
Both of them were confused, like we heard him speak, but we didn't understand what he was saying. How many know sometimes you can hear somebody speak and you don't understand what they're saying until it becomes a reality? And the Bible says that they looked at each other, where is the body? And the angel says in verse 3, and his countenance was like a lightning and his raiment white as snow. Whew. So here's the news from the angel. The angel was full of light. His countenance was full of light. And his raiment was white. They, they looked for the first time, they were looking at an angel that came straight out of heaven. And he presented himself with all this countenance full of light and the white garments. Let me tell you something. There are still pure things. And the things that come from heaven are pure and have no deception in it. He just wants to demonstrate to people that there is a God and he has his messengers and he has his army and there is no weapon born against him that shall prosper against you and no lying tongue that will come against you. God says, I will destroy the lying tongues. Let me tell you something. You got some victory because you got some angels protecting you because you got some life inside of you and God is demonstrating that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And the soldiers in verse four, it says, and for the fear of him, the keepers did sh shake. And became as dead men. They were shooken. And they became as dead men. Dead men. Every man in the Bible, when they saw the Lord or they saw an angel, they, they just, one of them says that, even Daniel in the Bible says that Daniel saw that and he felt as dead. John the book of Revelation says that when he saw God and he saw the angel, he was as a dead man, as a dead man. Because in the flesh, we cannot, we cannot really put up with such glory. Because it's too strong. I remember coming from Tijuana one time, we were passing out flyers. I was a young man, about 28 years old. And... And uh, I was coming home, it was about 12 midnight, and there was only two lanes there, two lanes that would go. There was no freeways. There was two lanes going that way and two lanes coming this way. And I remember coming, and I, I am praying in my Volkswagen, and I'm praying. I said, oh, God, oh, God. And I started just praying in tongues and just praying. I said, oh, God, I just want to see you. I just want to see you. I had my eyes open because I was driving in the Volkswagen. I want to see you. I want to see you. And I went into this emotional thing that I wanted to see him. And then all of a sudden, I felt a hand in back of me touch me right here. And I go, ah. And Xavier said, it's me. I've been sleeping in the back. You forgot about me. I never prayed like that again. <laughs> if that was Xavier, can you imagine if I would see the Lord, I would freak out completely. <laughs> I never forgot that. Never forgot that. The soldier fell as a dead man. As a dead man. So can you imagine he was probably shaking in fear of seeing the angel? Because there is no human that could really stand in the presence of God. Listen to verse 5. 
And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not, ye, for I know that you seek Jesus, which, is, which was crucified. Fear not. Can you imagine Mary and Mary Magdalene looking at this angel and the angel saying, Don't you dare fear. For the very first time, they probably just walked into the presence of God and felt something so different that was so familiar to the voice of Jesus. So familiar. I don't know about you, but when you get touched by God, you become familiar with his voice. And when his voice is clear, there is no other voice that you'll listen to because you know that you know that you heard from God. And they were convinced of that. And the Bible says that the earthquake, the event of the earthquake led up, the first earthquake led up to Pontius Pilate. And, and the mocking that took place. And when the empty tomb was empty, there was the same sound of that earthquake. The same sound. Thank God for earthquakes because they open up our minds. They open them up. So the first thing is the tomb is empty because he's not there. Empty. So we sit down here and you're listening to me. Let me tell you something. We serve a God that he know, he is no longer dead. But right now he's sitting at the right hand of the Father praying for us. He's praying for you. And you that have come in with heavy burdens, he's praying for you. Those that are here with a broken heart, he's praying for you. Those people that are full of sin, he's praying for you. Because he wants you to accept him so that he can set you free. So that you could know that it's not about a building. It's about him and you. And he wants to become personal with you. So verse 6 it says, he is not here for he is risen. And that's what happened. He was alive. Let me read you a scripture out of the book of Corinthians Chapter 15, and this is what it says, 15, chapter 15, verse 17. And if Christ be not risen, your faith is in vain. Ye are yet in your sins. Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. Verse 19, if in the, this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all the most miserable. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruit of them that sleep. Come on, can somebody say amen? amen. We were asleep. We were sleepwalkers. People that were dead didn't know until Jesus died. But us, we were sleepwalking. And we have this hope now. When he came into our hearts, we have this hope and we're awake we are awake. How many here are awake? Give me a loud shout if you're awake. You're awake. So, so we have this hope that we're awake now. We know the truth because the truth has set us free. We don't need no drugs. We don't need no parties. We don't need any of that. What we got is genuine. No amount, no amount of money can give you that because it's the power of the Holy Ghost living inside of you that makes you worth your while. Because you're alive. Tell your neighbor, you're alive, neighbor. 
Now tell the other one because he might be deaf. You're alive, neighbor. Alive, alive, alive. We have a hope. We are not miserable. We are people of hope. I like to meet people that are down and out because I see in their eyes how down and out they are. But when God comes in, he just resurrects them, opens up their eyes, and they begin to see because there's something brand new that has taken place in their lives. They have resurrection power. Resurrection power, that's what you got. And you, as he quickened, the Bible says, quicken, boom, and are alive. Your eyes open. You're alive. You're not a dead man no more. You're a person that has resurrected. And then the gift is salvation. He gives you salvation. Salvation, that's something that you didn't even pay for. But he paid on that cross with his blood. And with his blood, he bought us. They didn't take his life. He gave his life. And he took his life because he's God. He's God. And it was that precious blood that covered us and made us who we are today. Not only has he risen, but you and I have risen. We're not dead no more. We've risen. I look some of the brothers and some of the sisters now. Before I, I seen them before, they were crazy looking. And now I go, wow, hallelujah. What do we have here? People that are alive, fresh, and beautiful. They don't curse no more. They don't want to fight no more. They just want to give you Jesus. But when you tell them what happened to you, I got saved, born again, and they got a testimony of what Jesus did for their lives and how they resurrected from their sins and from their death. But Christ is risen. He's risen. Tell your neighbor, he's risen, neighbor. Say it louder, he's risen. One more time, he's risen. Once you understand that in your soul, this fire comes into you. Hope comes into you. You don't have to be wondering, guessing where you're going or what you're going to do. All you have to do is, hey, I'm risen and he's going to protect me and he's going to lead me because he's going to bless me. Let me. Can I see the hands of those that have been blessed today out there? Yeah. Because of the resurrection, the resurrection. That's what Jesus did. Not only did he do that, but Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. And if I go back to Matthew chapter what? Hallelujah. 28. <laughs> Look at my notes. I know I'm getting older. Matthew 28. Let me go back there. Matthew 28. Verse 6, he is risen, he's not here, for he is risen, as he said, come and see the place where the Lord laid. He's risen. And if he's risen, you know, the, the Lord wanted to prove to the devil that I am God, incarnated in the flesh, and I am going to loosen my people whether you like it or not. And when he appeared, that's what he did. He says, ¿sabes qué? I'm the king of kings, and I'm the Lord of lords, and you can't mess with me no more because I did what I was supposed to do. So we got a big God. Can you say amen to that? 
Resurrection. Let me read a few scriptures here that I want to read to you because once you see them, it'll do something for you. And that's why I'm taking my time to do it. And it's, one of them is found in, in John, St. John chapter 2, verse 19. Listen to verse 19. Jesus answered and said unto them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will rise up. Then said the Jews, Forty-six years was the temple building, and would thou, you know, rebuild it up in three days? And verse 21 says, But he spoke of the temple of his body. Destroy this temple. Come on. Destroy this temple. Man, he probably called them out. Destroy this temple, eh? And they looked at a physical building because they were so blind. 46 years to build this building. And you're going to destroy it and then you're going to build it up in three days? And he said, no, I'm talking about my body. You can't see who I am. I am the Lord of lords and the King of kings, and I'm walking in the middle of you, and you can't even see it because sin has blinded you. Sin has blinded you. Let's go to Matthew now. Going to Matthew chapter 12, verse 39. Say, Brother Reuben, do you get nervous all the time? Every time I'm supposed to preach, I get all nervous. And I've been preaching all my lifetime almost. Verse 39, and this is talking to the Pharisees, and he answered and said unto them, An evil and adulterous generation sicked after a sign, and there shall no sign be given to it but the sign of the prophet Jonah. For Jonah was three days and three nights in the whale's belly. So shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Now listen to verse 41. The men of Nineveh shall rise in judgment with this generation. They shall condemn it because they repented at, at the preaching of Jonah. And behold, the greater than Jonah is here. He says, let me give you this picture. Three days. You want a sign? I ain't going to give you no sign. But I'm going to show you what Jonah, what happened to Jonah. Jonah, for his disobedience, went into the belly of the big, big fish. He says that he had to remain there three days. And when he came out of the fish and the fish vomited him out, he started preaching repentance. He says, and then all of Nineveh repented. So they will stand in that day of judgment and point the finger at you for not repenting. Whoo! That's a heavy statement. So, they were blind. How many here were blind? All of us were blind. And just like them, they were blind also. Let me go to John 10, 17 now. 10, 17. And I think I read 10, 17 already. No, no. I'm going there. 10, 17. <clears throat> Listen to this scripture, 1017. Therefore does the Father love me because I laid down my life that I may take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it again. 
This is the commandment that I have received of my father. What a statement. He was, he was totally, when you're born again and you know God's will, there is no doubt, there is no fear, there is nothing inside of you. And that's what Jesus said. I give my life. Nobody take it from me. I love the people, of, uh, the people that are in the world so much that I'm willing to give my life. And I am God in the flesh and I'm willing to give my life and nobody can take it from me. I gave it. And because I gave it, he gave me permission to take it and resurrect from the earth. So we have a powerful God. There is nothing you can do about your salvation. You've been bought by the precious blood of the Lamb and he freely did it because he loves you so much. So when you stop and think of that, you want to hug yourself. You want to hug yourself because you know that God has been so good to you. And let me tell you something. When you know the Lord, you fall in love with him. You are in the Lord and you don't care what anybody says. You just love God. You love your family. You love what you're doing and you want to be used by God and accomplish whatever God has for you because you are awake now. You're awake now. So we need to come to that place that we understand that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Say it with me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So why are you tripping? I'm coming around. Because we don't listen to him. Because we're still in the human body and we're still adjusting to the man that lives inside of us. And it's called the Holy Spirit. We have to allow him to command our, command our steps. And that takes years to learn. Just because you're born again doesn't mean that you know everything. It means that it's a progressive growing in Christ Jesus. But you have risen. Every one of you that I'm looking at, I know some of you, and you're great miracles. Some of you I don't know, but I could tell where you came from. And I could tell by your walk and by your talk that you're so different now. Because God has raised you from your own sins and forgiven you. And listen, we got something to celebrate about. We got somebody that we could love so much with all our hearts. And we could just say, I'm a father, you're my daddy, and you will protect me. Protect me. And he will. So these ladies were totally converted. And here is what Jesus told them. I want you to run and I want you to tell the disciples what you just witnessed. The angel told them, go. And that's the command that God is telling us. We got to tell others about Jesus. Because I don't know about you. I feel good because Jesus forgave my sins. So I want to see everybody else forgiven. So that's why you got to have a big mouth. You have to be a, a loud mouth and say, you know what? Jesus is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. He wants the whole world to know. The whole world to know. But we have to be the witnesses. The witnesses. The witnesses. I remember Sister Evelyn. Evelyn was my director from the home. And she was the greatest lady that I had with me. She was a crazy heroin addict. 
And when she was born again, she was born again. And that lady stood by next to me and helped me and helped me and helped me and helped me do the ministry. And she didn't care. She was a single young lady, but she didn't care. She had some bad marriages, but she didn't care. After she found Jesus, she did not care. And right now in heaven, she's probably looking at Stella. They're having fellowship. And they're probably in heaven, they're probably saying to God, can we pray for our crazy pastor? And you have relatives saying the same thing, praying for you. But God wants you to be a testimony. Who are you? Who are you living for? Because you can accomplish more by being a testimony so that you can affect your family because he is risen and he wants your whole family to rise also. So this morning, we celebrate the resurrection, and we thank God for the resurrection. But mostly, we have to thank God that we can move through the Spirit of God and accomplish His will. Turn around and tell your neighbor, it's time to accomplish His will. You know why? Because we ain't got too much time. Listen to me. We don't have too much time. He's coming back. And he's coming back soon. Look at all the years that have passed. All these years that have passed in your body. All of these years. And you're sitting down here. And the grace of God has you here. We ain't got too much time left. When you see all the prophecies... We're living in the last days now. We got just a window of opportunity to win our families to the Lord. Take it to heart. Take it to heart. I don't want to scare you in what I know, but take it to heart because the Lord is coming back. And we got to reach our families regardless of where they are, what they're doing, because death will always come to visit us. And we have to take this gospel. Go and tell my disciples that I am risen. We got to win more people to the Lord than ever. And I cannot tell you, I don't know how to express this. Open your mouth. Start telling people about the Lord. Because we're running out of time. You got to run. You got to do it. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to show you a film, not today, but pretty soon, maybe next week, about what the prophets are saying now and what's coming towards us now. And I want you to see it with your own eyes. Look at the advertisement that I'm going to put on the website so that you make it a point to be here because I want you to see it with your own eyes, that we do not have time no more. We're practically living on borrowed time. It just so happened we're the last generation. I want you to stand with me, but he's risen so that we can tell others about Jesus. 
Would you just lift up your, hand, your hands towards heaven with you? One without doubt and one without wrath. That's what it means. One without doubt and one without wrath, which means that God is not mad at you. And just believe God. And those that are outside and those that are watching me, lift up those hands. And I want you to say this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, forgive us for all of our sins. Right now, we want you inside of our hearts. In the name of Jesus, set me free because you died for me and you resurrected for me. And we give you our lives. Now take care of us. In the name of Jesus. Break this yoke. Of this sin. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. I give you praise. And I give you honor. Now just praise him. Give him a loud shout and a clap. Glory.